So although our initial reaction would be when someone tells us, hey, this item is muksa, is that you can't touch it. Don't move it. It stays here the whole Shabbos. We already learned that there are ways you could actually move it indirectly. We spoke about moving it through a different device, tiltal ayadei which is only mutter if you are doing it for a Shabbos purpose. The other hetter we said was tiltal begufa, you use your foot. In today's shear, we're going to see that there are certain types of muksa which you could actually pick up with your hands and move it to the proper place. So the Gemara and Shabbos have kuf chavdal amadav, quotes in the name of Rava, that a keli shemalachtalist or something that's malacha, meaning the the keli, the utensil, is typically used to do a malacha. We're going to use the example of a hammer. A hammer is typically used to build for which is a construction, which is baina and Shabbos. So you are allowed to move it, Litzarach Gufa, if you need the hammer itself. You're using it to keep a door open, you're using it to crack open a nut. Or Litzarach Makaima, you need it, you need the place, it's it's on your chair, it's on your stender, you need the makaim. You are indeed allowed to move a Dava Shemalachtil Isser. However, Michamal itself, to move it from the sun to the shade, to protect the hammer, light, you are not allowed to move it. So we're going to explain each one of these three. Types of moving Litzarach, Gufai, Litzarach Makaimai, and Michamel Litzel. But before we get to that, let's first discuss what is a Kaili Shemelachta Leiser. So, as we mentioned, uh, just read the words. A Kaili Shemelachta, it's Melacha, as the Ber Halacha uh, writes, that its primary use is to do an Iser on Shabbos. Meaning, the typical use for this keli is to do a malacha, whether the malacha is an iser daraisa, like baina, or let's say it's only an iser darabanan, but as long as that's the primary function of this keli, even a pot, the primary purpose is to cook in it, that is called a keli shemalach de iser, and it is muksa on Shabbos. Now, why is this muksa? So, as we mentioned in the first year, that muksa means it is not in your realm of what you're going to be using on Shabbos, and therefore it's not muchan, it's not prepared for Shabbos, it is it is set aside from your mind, and therefore it is muksa. But already you could see why this is a little bit different than the previous category of muksa, of muksa machmas chisarankis. When we got into the details of muksa machmas chisarankis, something that was valuable, Rashi explained that you're not going to use it for something else. You're not going to use your shechita knife for cutting your onions on Shabbos. You're not going to use your new Microsoft Surface Pro to, 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 cut, to, to use it as a cutting board for your challah. You're not going to do that. So therefore, there's no use in a practical sense, on Shabbos. What are you going to use it for? To turn on the computer? You can already use the computer on Shabbos. Do you going to shaft? You can shaft on Shabbos. You can use it for something else. There's nothing else I would use it for because it's so valuable to me and I wouldn't use it for something else. However, these items, first of all, they might have a use on its own. There might be a different use, not the primary use, but a supplementary use, and therefore, it is not totally iskatsamidatai, or even if it doesn't have a typical secondary use, I could be creative and find another use for this. As long as it's not something that's going to get ruined, it's not chesar and kiss, I would use it for something else. I would use a hammer, I don't know, if I needed to, to hold down the, the flying tablecloth, I would use a hammer for it. So therefore, it is a lower category of muksa. It's still technically muksa, but it's a lower level of muksa, and therefore, you could you could move it in certain scenarios. Just one more discussion: What if there is no other use for it? Meaning, it's a keli shemalachta that its only use is to do a malacha. We can't think of a different use for this item. So the Mishnah Brewer is makele. He says still it doesn't have the same 
level of Isser as and it could be moved others argue and they say no the whole hetter the whole reason why this is more lenient is because there's other uses for it but here you don't have any other use so it should be like a rock so there's a machlekes in the place two things number one you can rely on the Mishnah that still has the allowance of a keli Additionally, we could be creative and say, oh, most things could still hold down papers from flying, there could be a bookmark, and therefore, most things that come up, we could say they do have a secondary use. Now, there's a very important chiddish, a novelty ruling of Rav Moshe Feinstein. This is found in his Igrois Moshe, or Rechaim Chelekei Simen Chavkimel. He talks about electric uh, uh, utensils, or electric equipment, whatever you want to call it, and he says that it depends on the use of it. We don't care how it functions. Meaning, let's say you have an electric fan. So although it functions via malacha, it only functions by being plugged in and electricity is running through it. However, the use, the hishtamshus, is not the malacha. To have ear blowing on me, that's not doing a malacha. And therefore, that is not called a keli shemalach to sir. It's a lower level. It wouldn't be muksa at all. So according to Ramesh, a fan would not be muksa. A, uh, a watch or an alarm clock would not be muxed and you'd be allowed to move it for any purpose because, as long as there's a purpose, because these things are not doing a malacha as opposed to an oven which cooks or even a, a dishwasher, it cleans the dishes, it cooks the water. There are things that it does that do, that do a malacha. That's its function, its use is le That's different than a electric fan. There are those that argue with Ramosha, but halacha, one could definitely rely on Rav Moshe Feinstein. Additionally, many times where a person is moving something like this, you're moving your alarm clock, so we're going to see there are other heterim as well, not just solely relying on Rav Moshe's heter, that it's not doing a malacha, there's a malacha being done to it. Okay, so let's work backwards. We're going to go from the three categories we mentioned in the Gemara. The last one was mechamel itself, that a person cannot move a keli, Let's say you have a hammer that's left outside. So the Gemara's case was where it was too stony. It's going to get ruined in the sun. And you want to move it to the shade. This is just a typical example. But the point is, if you're moving it in order to save the keli, you are not allowed to move it on Shabbos. Even if it's only a keli shemalach or you cannot move it mechamel itself. So that means, let's say it's raining outside and your, your, uh, your hammer is going to get rusty. You cannot move it back Inside Mechamel itself. There are two heterim in this scenario. Number one, the Achorinim discuss something called the Harama. Harama means wink wink, which means that I don't really need this hammer inside. I'm going to think, you know what? I'm learning uh, Gemara now and I don't want to lose my place. I have no clue where I'm up to. So I'm going to take the hammer inside and I'm going to use it as a place mark, thereby moving it, let's Kufai. And through that, what I ended up doing was I ended up bringing it in from the, sun, from the shade, I'm sorry, from the rain into shelter. Well, well let's say it's a bigger Kaylee. Decide you want to sit outside. I want to sit right here so I can move it because I want to sit it. And once it's in my hand, I can move it and put it somewhere else. So that's one possible Eitzah. There are details. That's, don't just do it without you know, going through it thoroughly. The second hetter is to do Amir al-Nachri, to ask a non-Jew to move it. So the truth is, although whatever you cannot do on Shabbos, a Nachri cannot do either. It's a very simple rule. If you can't do it, the Nachri cannot do it either. There are different heterim. Tzarech Mitzvah, that sometimes we are meiko. This is not the topic for today. But when it comes to Hilchas Muksa, as long as there's a, a way I could move it, 
there's a hetter way for me to move it. What would be the hetter for me to move it if I needed it? So then I could ask a Nachri to move it as well, even though he's moving it for a different purpose. But since there is a way for me to move it, so when it comes to Amir al-Nachri, you could ask him to move it, even though the only reason why he's moving it is because you want to save it and make sure it doesn't get ruined. Okay, so that's the first category of Mechamel itself. You're moving it for the purpose of the keli to save it, but you're not using anything with that on Shabbos. So we said there's two aterim. One is the wink-wink. The other one is to ask a Nachri to move it. Okay. What about the hetar of Tzarech Mechamel? So the classic definition means you need the place. It's on your chair. That's your seat. So you're allowed to move it in order to be able to sit down. What if you don't actually need that space, but it's embarrassing. You have a hammer on the table, you have an iron on the table. So there is a hetar in general called Kavad Abrius, but that means someone is really embarrassed. Like it's terrible, they, they really can't, they, they can't face the people surrounding them. The Ramah talks about a, a Kayin who's not dressed. Is he allowed to stay in, in, indoors when there's a mace inside? So if it's only in the Rabbanon in that case, then yes, he, he, he doesn't have to run out naked. So that's a, an example of Kavad Abrias. But to simply have a hammer on the table, very difficult to call it a situation of Kavad Abrias, and therefore it's difficult to rely on that head there. What if you wouldn't use the room? Meaning it looks so bad, I wouldn't eat my Shabbos meal in this room. If there's a vacuum cleaners here, I would move somewhere else. So then... We could define it as Tzarech Makam. I want to use this room. The only way for me to use this room is to remove these items, the vacuum cleaner, the hammer, and all these tools. So then if Shalmazah Menorbach says that indeed wouldn't, would be considered Tzarech Makam. What if it's, a person has physical discomfort, it's too bright in the room, you have a light in there, or you have a noisy alarm, so one could be make and move that alarm clock or move the, the light, as long as it's obviously it's not plugged in, because it's too bright, you're in, you're in tzar, you're in pain, that is also called Tzarech Makam. What about simply tidying up the room? Your in-laws are coming and you have muksa toys all over the floor. So the Yakut Yosef, Rav Yitzhak Yosef, says that halakhically it is asr, one cannot rely that it's called Tzarech Mekaymai. You don't need the place, you just don't like how it looks, but you don't need the place. However, he says, if someone wants to rely on those that are meko, you, you could say that, you could creatively say, I do need Tzarech Mekaymai, and he says, if someone is meko on this, we shouldn't stop him. There is what to rely on. Okay, let's just quickly go to Tzarech Gufay. Tzarech Gufay means you need it itself. So the, the classic example is you're taking a hammer, you're propping open a window, you're cracking a nut. Anything that's only muksa because of klisha malach as long as you need it, its physical body, gufa, its body, I need it to do something. So halach is, you are allowed to move it. The question is, do I have to find something normal to use instead? What if I have something that's not muksa? Do I have to use that? Or could I simply use the hammer? So Rabbi Vati Yosef holds, you can always use the hammer, even if you have other things. However, the Mishnah Brewer says, only if nothing else is available. And Rav Maisha points out that that's only if, if it's a, uh, that's only if, if, if it's, it's easily available. Rav Maisha writes, you don't have to go to the next door neighbor. You don't have to go start looking around, being matriach to find the heter, uh, the heter keli. You could indeed use a hammer. Okay, so Mr. Shem, tomorrow we will go into some of the other questions of what if I don't need it now? I only need it later in the day. Then maybe we'll give some practical examples to take what we've learned and bring it into our practical Shabbos afternoons so we could really know what's going on regarding Hilchas Muksah.